politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Adam, I have been shopping for credit this week. True story. And I am so tired of the authentication process. So on my computer, I do use biometric verification sometimes. So I'm telling you that because I I have a very high confidence that nobody's going to be able to steal my finger and put it on my computer and steal my identity. That said, it stopped working this week and it was a huge headache. And I, you know, I actually just want to ask you, are you a fan? Do you like do you like, like step on the scale, put your butt on the, the butt print machine and get your eye looked at before you can go through the door? I actually believe in biometric authentication. I think it's certainly better than passwords. I'm not necessarily in the majority, depending upon who you talk to. This is the future. This is where we're going. Now, there are bumps in the road to get there. And sometimes the issue is that you have so much authentication on a particular account that you can you can barely get in. Travis, you raised a, a red flag today about biometrics. What was that all about? Well, there's a company that had gotten a lot of contracts with state governments for their unemployment um, benefits, saying that you have to supply biometric information to be able to collect your benefits. Uh-huh. And even just like about two minutes of research there, I saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of complaints from people saying, I can't access my benefits. This service isn't working. And naturally, if you go to the services website, they say it's completely secure. It works. It's 100%. And then obviously the reality for a lot of people, especially ones who are really need to collect their benefits uh, to pay their rent or buy food, are finding that it's not all it's cracked up to be. Lisa, I want some more. Now, it doesn't work or it is being uh, targeted by by criminals? Oh, it doesn't work is what people were complaining about. Just not at all. And they said um, that they were having to contact tech support and that they couldn't get in touch with tech supports. And so many people were having difficulties with it. Biometric authentication, um, in a lot of ways, it's more secure than passwords. In passwords, you know, we obviously know that there are a lot of limitations there. But um, be careful if you're uh, going to think that it's going to be the end-all be-all for being able to secure your account or uh, to be able to protect your identity. We both use biometric uh, authentication, but in my case, and I bet in your case too, there is still a password on that account. Oh, no, there is a password, and the biometric authentication is simply part of multi-factor authentication. One factor is the password, and the second factor is either a code sent to a mobile device or some biometric feature that that site is or device is using. Welcome to What the Hack with Adam Levin, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people who get got by them. 
I'm Adam Levin, former director of the New Jersey Division of Consumer Affairs, the founder of CyberScout, and the author of Swiped, How to Protect Yourself in a World Full of Scammers, Fishers, and Identity Thieves. And I'm Bo Friedlander, cyber-interested human being who likes to talk to Adam about anything having to do with the scam, fraud, online crime, you name it, I'm there. I'm Travis Taylor, resident cybersecurity expert and occasional voice of God. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means you get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance an electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose has got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. I guess, I guess it's, it's, it's time has come, but it has not arrived to all the people who might be using it and needing it right now. That's kind of what I'm hearing, right, Trav? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and the main thing to keep in mind, too, is that if your password gets breached, you can change it. If uh, your biometric identification or uh, information gets breached for whatever reason, you can't go out and get a new finger. Well, a terrifying thing also is there was there was a story quite a while ago uh, that uh, when someone was holding their hand up to a camera, it was possible for certain cameras to capture enough information to recreate the whorls on your fingers and steal your fingerprint thereby being able to get into your, I think I might've made it up. I might've been sleeping and dreaming that, but I, I, oh, am no, I making true. it up? Adam? That actually did happen. Wow. As a matter of fact, there, there, it, it, it was in the context, believe it or not, of the Boy Scouts of America. No. When they do the, that sign. Nanu, nanu. When they do the Boy Scout salute, essentially, uh, it was recommended that they not show their fingerprint side of their fingers uh, to any camera because of the possibility that there could be a replication of that image.
It gets even weirder. Uh, some people found out that they could get around a uh, retinal scan by printing out a picture of someone else's eye and then attaching it to a contact lens. Wow. And you know about that uh, MasterCard was testing a, a system where as part of verifying who you were for the purpose of making a charge that you would take a selfie, but that you would have to blink to prove proof of life. Wow. The moral to the story is love your passwords, change them, use password managers, and don't assume that biometric verification is the be-all, end-all. It's coming. It's evolving. We just haven't quite gotten there yet. And wear gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and dark glasses. That's awesome. So, hey, Bo, today I want to introduce you to somebody who's very special to me. Now, this show for a long time has given new meaning to the concept of friends and family. But today we have somebody who's family and a friend. So let me introduce you to my sister-in-law, Kristen Harvey. Hey, Kristen. Hi. Kristen, so I have heard a little bit about you from just being part of the family. And I have to ask you, are you also a bodybuilder like your sister? I am not a bodybuilder. I do love to work out, but I do a lot more cardio than she does. She's more in the weight department, and I like to run and hike and, you know, Colorado things. Oh, you're from Colorado. So where in Colorado yeah. are you from? So I live south of Denver in a suburb called Highlands Ranch. Got it. And what do you do there? So I work part-time at home. I have three kids. 12, 9, and 7. So running sports and activities and school and all that stuff. That sounds like a ton. Um, you run up there. I'm curious. So you may not be a bodybuilder, but if you're running up there, I imagine, do you ever come to lower climbs like where I am in New York City and run? Yes. And it's much easier. It is. You must feel like you just pass everybody like they're not even moving, right? Right. But it's different because it's humid there. So if I run in New York, I sweat so much. But in Colorado, it's really dry. So I can run the same distance and feel like I'm having a harder workout there because I sweat. But here it just dries up while you're running. Oh, and there's that. So I have to, I, I, since I have you here, I have to ask, do you have any funny Adam stories? Because I would love to hear something. You can embarrass him if you want. Oh, funny Adam stories. I'm sure I do. But we recently went to Vegas and I always, I don't know, Adam didn't think it was that funny. But we went to Vegas and Adam was winning at Blackjack. And his goal the whole night was to get a yellow chip. And I can't remember what casino we were at. I think Aria. But he wanted this yellow chip, which was... $1,000. So he'd won $1,000. And so he got this chip. He was so proud of it. And sometime during the evening, it fell out of his pocket. And he was depressed the whole rest of the trip. We went, we, all of us were like on hands and knees in the casino <laughs> at like 2 a.m. looking for this one Adam chip. The next day he was still working for it. And I'm sure that I and this guy saw it and someone scooped it up right away. Adam, oh, poor Adam. Are you still looking for it? Tell the truth. Do you wake up every morning and think, oh, it's here. It's not there. Where is it? Every morning I look under the bed 
I look under the sink. I look in every pair of pants I own. Every time we go to Vegas, my quest is to figure out a way to at least win that $1,000 chip back. Unfortunately, I think I've contributed more than I've actually received uh, of late at the casino. So. If we weren't, if we weren't just on audio, I would pull this lovely little yellow chip from behind your ear. But alas, you're in Arizona, I'm in New York, and that's not going to happen. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, Kristen, you have been a victim of a scam, from what I understand. I think I just want to start at the beginning of the story. How did you find out that you were had become a victim of a, of a scam? So I did some work for a company last year, at the beginning of last year, and got a 1099. And in December, I received a, um, I think they're called a Reliant card. When you file for under unemployment, you get this credit card that you just use like a credit card, but it has unemployment money on it. So in December, you know, I got an envelope in the mail that looked like a credit card. And I was like, I haven't applied for credit cards. So I just left it in a pile. And at some point it got thrown out. Well, in January, I got an email from that company that I had been a contractor with. And they said, there's been a lot of Colorado unemployment theft. And we've had a couple people that have worked with us that have said they've, um, someone has filed in their name. So you need to check and see. And basically they gave me a list of things. They said, check your credit regularly. And if you've received a Reliant card for Colorado unemployment benefits, then if you didn't apply, this might be a problem. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I first went in and checked my credit and I'm like, there's nothing on there, nothing new. And I was like, so it seems fine. 
But I was like, I did get that card in the mail in December, but I had thrown it away. So the first thing I did is I called the Reliant card company and said, hey, I need to see if there's a card in my name. And they were like, well, give me your card number. And I said, well, I don't actually have a card. <laughs> and so it was kind of a long process. They had to look up my address. And then they did say, oh, we see there is a card open in your name. So then I told them, well, I didn't you know, apply for unemployment benefits. And they said, well, somebody has. So then they gave me some steps. I went to identitytheft.gov and filed a report. And then I called Division of Unemployment and told them. What was interesting is that it doesn't show up on your credit. So without, re if I had never received the card and I hadn't gotten a heads up email from that company, somebody could have just gotten the card and used my unemployment benefits. I wouldn't well, have known no, unless I, I filed. I, I'm curious now, how much money are we talking about, Kristen? Um, I don't know, but I think I think at the time it was there was $3,000 on the card available. Now, I don't know if it would have been more or if that was just for a six week period or what, but they hadn't actually used the money because the card, you know, they probably tried to get the card sent to their address and it came to mine. Now, I, I want to just ask Travis a quick question. Do you think this has anything to do with the 1099 work that Kristen did, Travis? Um, I'd be surprised, actually. There have been so many unemployment scams of late, especially in the wake of uh, COVID, um, that it could have been the 1099, but it could have been anything else. It could have just been that uh, her name had been exposed in a breach already um, and that someone just got a hold of her uh, contact information. Adam, how often are you telling everyone you know to check Have I Been Pwned? Um, pretty much every hour. In case you don't know what Have I Been Pwned is, it's a website that lets you check your email address, phone number, or even passwords to see if they've been breached or otherwise compromised. Simply go to haveibeenpwned.com. That's P-W-N-E-D.com. And you can access it from any web browser. It's a situation where, unfortunately, uh, there has been hundreds of billions of dollars now that have been compromised as a result of these unemployment compensation scams on top of every other scam because scams went totally crazy uh, during COVID. Uh, but these scams are particularly pernicious because they're usually using information that has been gathered up, scraped up from the billions of records that have been exposed over the past few years as a result of breaches and compromises. And uh, in this particular country, it's it's gone wild. I mean, I know at one point the state of Washington was facing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of fake claims. It's estimated that 10% of all unemployment compensation uh, filings uh, are fraudulent. And the Office of Inspector General claims now that they have helped states return about $565 million uh, that were stolen as a result of these unemployment compensation scams. God, <laughs> what, what, what could be worse? Now, Kristen, did it get worse or is that all that happened? Once I filed, or once I um, filed with identitytheft.gov, they did a little bit more research and said, well, did you possibly file in the state of Ohio for benefits? Whoa. And I was like, uh, no, I've never lived in Ohio. I've never worked in Ohio or worked for an Ohio company. So then they had to go down the route of 
looking in Ohio if anyone, and I only received one card. So they said, well, it's a chance that now somebody really does have the card in Ohio. But again, no money at the time had been actually used, but I wouldn't have known. I mean, I don't know. And you haven't been, you haven't been going to Ohio for like the Columbus, the, the Akron Marathon or anything? You haven't been, no. No. I haven't been there in, I mean, maybe my childhood once, but so that was kind of weird. So Adam, sounds to me like sh- her, Kristen's information must have been, as you say, just in one of these huge dragnets of, of data that have been stolen or compromised over the years. You know, either it's a breach like that or many companies have experienced situations where W-2 forms have been stolen and uh, the information behind it. And it could be something as simple with a company as that somebody got an email from, they thought it was a boss and uh, the boss was asking, for, I need information to back up the W-2 forms that we sent out, except it's not the boss, it's a scammer. So, Oh, spear phishing. There, there have been spear phishing imposter scams with this. Uh, and the way most people generally find out they're victims of, of this unemployment compensation fraud is either they apply for uncom- unemployment compensation benefits and are denied because they're notified that someone's already collecting their unemployment benefits and the state thought it was them, uh, or uh, their company contacts them and says, this is very strange because we've been notified that you're receiving unemployment benefits, except you're not unemployed, you're working for us. Uh, and so this has been a real epidemic in this country and, and it's it's up something like 40,000% based on the uh, what's going on with COVID. I feel like, Adam, you've been paying a lot more attention to these stories since the uh, shelter-in-place stuff began with the pandemic than I have. So I don't, I'm not really up to speed on like what one does and how you can protect yourself. Because as far as I know, I may also have somebody collecting unemployment on my behalf. Does it show up in your taxes? Does it show up anywhere later on in the year? Well, it could potentially show up in taxes because receipt of unemployment compensation benefits, it, depending upon which benefits they are, they could, they could be taxable. Right. Um, that's one. It could show up in your credit report, but not really related to the unemployment benefit scam, but it could show up because someone has enough of your information that they then open accounts in your name, get, uh, get medical treatments in your name, their children are compromised. Uh, so that's another that's another way it could show up where you get notification from bill collectors or medical bills or something like that, which again is is it is collateral to all of this. Kristen, have you checked your credit report to see if you've had any other kind of incursions into your credit or your financial accounts? Yes, I did right away, and then I put them all on alert so that now they've been they're going to be closely watched for the next year. But nothing had shown up. So if I was unemployed and I tried to, I mean, that was the biggest thing is what if I had lost my job and I worked full time and then my benefits were already being used by somebody else and I had no benefit. And that's happened to uh, many people and it's terrifying. And they have to go through the agony of dealing with the uh, state unemployment compensation folks. And, you know, many states have implemented ways to make it easier for people to notify the state uh, if they become victimized by this. And the federal government is also involved in helping where it can. 
but also this goes back to the uh, cyber hygiene basics anyway, which is, you know, the three M's that we've talked about. And that is minimize your risk of exposure, reduce your attackable surface, which means long and strong passwords, two-factor authentication uh, when you're dealing with any account. It means not clicking on links or opening attachments, not downloading apps that you haven't uh, carefully researched. Uh, in addition, monitoring your credit, monitoring your credit scores, putting transaction alerts on your financial accounts, uh, these are things, and then also having a plan to manage the damage. And a lot of people don't realize, and we talked about this on the show, uh, that many uh, insurance companies, uh, financial institutions, and employers offer programs to help you through identity incidents. You know, I know in, in the case of CyberScout, there were many people uh, that contacted the organization in order to get help, and they, they did receive help. And they can be super high touch, too, those, those kinds of services. Uh, Absolutely. They call you. It's it, they're great services out there. But I'm just sitting here struck. Like whatever the opposite of a hierarchy is, is there a lowerarchy for like the scum, the pawn scum that would go after somebody's benefits? I mean, did you when you were doing these calls, Kristen? Did they tell you anything about how you would like? I'm just curious. Like, what would a person do if they actually did need these benefits and they had been claimed by somebody else? Well, really, they kind of put you in a queue. I mean, they were helpful, wow. but it was like, you know, well, we'll do a little bit more research. And mostly since it looked like they hadn't collected, then it was kind of wrapped up. But if they had collected, I don't know what the process would have been. I mean, they all wanted me to file a police um, report, too, in the right. state of Colorado, and which I did. But I mean, the... For them to be able to figure out who had done it is basically impossible. I mean, and it could have been the same person that filed in Colorado and Ohio. It could have been two different people. I mean, there was basically they told me good luck on ever finding out, you know. But what who. it does, but but what it does tell us is this is, you know, the equivalent of of being in a war zone, which we all are when it comes to our data, um, because our data is out there in various ways. And this is the equivalent of a sniper taking a shot at us, you get hit. The question is, what are they trying to accomplish? And in this case, it was it was this very narrow goal of stealing employment unemployment benefits, but it could be it could be anything. And that that's what to me is so terrifying. As an example, if you want to talk about how scammers and hackers took advantage of, of the COVID disaster, first of all, in the unemployment area, uh, because most people, due to lockdowns, weren't going into the office. And in many states, you find out that many people are, are back maybe one day a week. So things are backed up. Uh, they also needed to bring on more people. But it was the perfect storm for scammers because there was nobody you could really call that in most cases you had to go online and there were so many people that were filing for benefits online at the same time that everything, you had websites crashing. So they were taking advantage as they always do of moments of distraction and vulnerability. 
Uh, you know, another thing they were doing is if you want to talk about a lower rung in hell, even than those who would steal unemployment benefits, how about people that would do ransomware attacks on medical facilities when people Gum. desperately had to get treatment and help? And these medical facilities, in many cases, were reduced to operating with paper and pencil, that procedures were canceled. I was struck by there was a there was an attack on an on, you know, that made the news a while ago uh, the on a pipeline an oil pipeline and good evening tonight federal authorities are investigating a major cyber attack targeting america's energy infrastructure georgia-based colonial pipeline says it was hit by ransomware the company responded by shutting its entire system down to protect it the hackers said well we don't really we're really against harming people. You know, we're just going after low harm, high profit targets. And <laughs> prices of gas went up to $5 a gallon for a second. And I was like, really? Because it seems like that's harming pretty much everybody. I think there's always, with these guys, there's a, they go to the basement of despair and then there's a trap door and there's even deeper these jerks can go. But Kristen, I have a question for you. Any takeaways from this? Did you did you learn anything about uh, protecting yourself from this this particular brand of jerk, or or do we just are we just sort of hoping that it doesn't happen again? Well, I do think you know I check my credit reports pretty regularly, but like I said, it didn't show up. But if I do think it can for some people, so I would say that would be helpful. And then also, if you receive one of these cards, you know I kind of overlooked it. But I would have caught it a month earlier if I had opened it and really looked at it and been like, well, I didn't file for unemployment because it's pretty clear it is a certain kind of card you get. So if I would have been like, I didn't apply for that and called that card company right away, I would have caught it a month earlier. So that would have been helpful. Well, and the, and, and the most important thing here, too, is the fact that uh, being alert, there's no substitute for being alert. And this this was not a credit card, by the way. This was a prepaid debit card. Right. They the the state could reload it if it chose to, uh, but there was a certain amount of money that was available on that card if the state granted benefits to that particular individual, and that's why it's just so important to to watch everything. There is just no substitute at all for being alert. Thank you so much, Kristen, for coming and joining us today. Thank you, guys. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Stephen, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.